Have you had people comment before? And so, like, say you need it more PG? Um, no, I haven't gotten that yet. I'm still waiting for that one. That would be awesome, though, if somebody gave me that much care to comment back like that. Although I do get people occasionally messaging me. In fact, shout outs to Bushman Bob. That's the name. I'm not kidding. His real name is Bushman Bob. He has a podcast called the Destiny Addicts Podcast, and he is funny as shit. Like, he's very edgy, and their podcast is so funny. They have a really funny spin on Destiny. And here I go again, talking about Destiny for another week. Oh, great. Well, you know what? We haven't started yet. I have not... Doesn't count. Doesn't count yet. Although you may or may not hear this, depending on the editing and how I feel at that moment. Whether I have enough coffee is what it will depend on. But it's been fun. Well, I guess let's start this thing. Fuck it. I can say fuck it, right? I think I can say fuck it. Yeah. Awesome. I can say fuck it. Why the hell not? It's Monday night. Welcome, everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Borderlands Show podcast. I am your host, Cornholio, and with me, I have my partner in crime, Caleb. What's up? What's up, Cornholio? I am excited to finally not talk about that other game I promised not to talk about. And we've had a pretty good week. There's a lot to cover today on Borderlands. And we got some new announcements that we have to be excited about coming this May. And we're going to talk about that later on in the podcast, aren't we? Yes, we are. So I guess before we begin the show i'd like to thank everyone for actually following us on twitter at borderlands 3 pod we are up to i think like 79 followers the last i checked which is like really cool thank you guys thank you for the love if you can give us more love that's awesome we we greatly appreciate it the more people that learn about the podcast the more we get to do this kind of stuff so thank you very much for your support thank you for listening we're almost at 300 listeners that's exciting very exciting i am really blown away and thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast and let us know on social media what you think Uh, Send us a message on Twitter and let us know if you like the podcast, if you hate it. We were talking about doing a survey where we can get your direct feedback. And I'm going to talk to Caleb about an idea that I have. We're not quite ready to share that yet, but we might like the idea together and we might actually make this happen. So stay tuned on the next episode of the Borderlands Show podcast. In the meantime, feel free to let us know if you have any feedback. Yeah, let us know, because we want to know how to make the show even cooler for you. And what are we going to talk about this week on the show? 
Oh, there's a whole lot. Um, Tiny Tina. I like Tiny Living. Tina. She's not so tiny anymore. No. She's going to be not so tiny, Tina. Adult and grown up. That's exciting. And we also are going to talk about some Borderlands Game of the Year edition, enhanced edition, excuse me, news that has come up. We're going to give some impressions that I have of the new Ultra HD update. Caleb, have you had a chance to play through the new update? I haven't. I haven't. Um, I've been busy all week, but... I'm going to give it a go as soon as possible. Yeah, we're going to talk about that on the show. And I got a chance to actually play through the pre-sequel, and I'm starting to understand why people say that it's not their favorite game. Because the space moving mechanics and all that business, that's a little weird. I'm, I'm going to yeah, say... It doesn't quite fit with Borderlands, you know? Yeah, it, it kind of felt like that mechanic was almost in the way. Yeah, and the, the needing oxygen just, it feels like a chore, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Borderlands 2 feels a lot more complete and just more perfectly put together. It has that perfect chemistry of gameplay and mayhem and bosses and loot so much loot and we're going to talk about that because i can very much compare the loot in my experience playing through borderlands 2 because i did start a character on pc um that is now i want to say level 16 if i'm not mistaken so i did play for quite a bit and it's such a fun experience going back and playing through that game again because having played destiny for such a long time oops did i really say that i think i did (laughs) so playing through destiny for me it, it it playing through this game shows me everything that i'm missing out in that game and everything that bungie needs to learn from companies like gearbox and what they're doing right with games like looter shooters because throughout my entire experience playing through borderlands 2 i'm having fun and i feel like i'm being rewarded at every single step of the way i'm still getting legendary items but they're just not as high of a level so that gives you an incentive to keep playing to get higher level god roll weapons with awesome perks on it yeah, and even though Borderlands isn't a live service game like Destiny, Destiny, Bungie took so many elements from Borderlands to create, you know, because Borderlands was the OG looter shooter. So it's interesting to see them compared side by side. Well, if it wasn't for games like Borderlands, I think that we maybe wouldn't have what we have now with Destiny. There was inspiration that was taken from there. But also, if you think about that, Bungie were the original creators of online multiplayer. They started out with Halo 1, which, correct me if I'm wrong, I want to say that came out in like 2004. Oh man, I don't even know. It was a really long time ago. 
Oh, wow. I'm incorrect. It's 2001. So they were the OG who paved the way for gaming. But I think Gearbox did so many things right with the Borderlands series. And if you think about it, they're one of the few companies that were able to get looter shooters right. And not only looter shooters, but RPG looter shooters. And Bungie, to this day, struggles to really figure out what Destiny is in that RPG space. And I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And on top of that, I did get a chance to also play another game called Borderlands Game of the Year Enhanced Edition. And it wasn't a fun experience. I think that the graphics looked really awesome, but the experience was hampered with not being able to play with my friends. So I'm not going to say, sorry, friends, I can't play with you now. So we had to go and play a different game. So we didn't really get a chance to play that game. So we did switch over to... Uh, Borderlands, the pre-sequel, which actually worked fine. The multiplayer worked fine. The graphics were really, really good. But again, that space mechanic was not one of my favorite. It's something that I feel like I can get used to. But again, it's going to require me getting used to something that isn't necessarily enhancing my gaming experience. So... Were you having problems with the Enhanced Edition on PC? Yes, I was having a lot of problems with it. The game overall was really choppy, and you were not able to play. It felt like you were playing on ice, and you were just skating, and everything was getting really choppy every three to four seconds. We were able to connect into a match, into a map, but... That's where it kind of ended because the experience was really, really challenging, to say the least. See, I thought they fixed that. They did talk about this, and I will give some honorable mentions on the podcast. We actually just came up with this idea today to give out honorable mentions to individuals in our community who did something cool or we think they did something really awesome. And we have three honorable mentions this week, don't we, Caleb? Yes, we do. The first one is Captain Kobe. And do you want to share something really cool about Captain Kobe that I was not aware of? We actually made the Borderlands 2 Reborn mod PC, which I haven't played because I'm not a PC gamer, but I hear it's really good. Yeah, that's that's really cool. And I actually, I am a PC gamer. I actually just got back into Borderlands 2 and the pre-sequel and Borderlands 1 while trying to. I will after they fix the issues. We will go back and play through that game first. But we are playing through the second game at the moment. And man, it's been a lot of fun. But I'm going off tangent now. Captain Kobe, he is really cool because he created this really cool mod. And do we know what this mod 
introduced to the game that it didn't already have? I um I don't know off the top of my head. I'm trying to look for it, but yeah, I don't know. I've seen but I've seen like YouTubers like Jolt's dude and Killer Six playing with it, so like it's popular and people like it. Okay. I found it. Did you? So I'm gonna read off a couple things from the nexusmods.com page for the Borderlands 2 Reborn mod that was created by Captain Kobe. And the about sentence states, If you want to experience Borderlands 2 in a new way, this mod pack is exactly for you. Currently including 150 mods and over 750 changes. That's a lot. It looks like there is a list of gear replacers and loot changes that he includes. And he has a Discord server. That's awesome. We'll have to share that with our community when we start doing show notes or posting show notes, uh, we will talk about some changes that we're going to be introducing to the podcast and cool and exciting changes. Uh, But what can I expect with Borderlands 2 Reborn? And there is a list of things that you can expect. With Borderlands 2 Reborn, you can expect a fresh new way to experience Borderlands 2, including the following... Complete gear and manufacturer overhauls, new guns and gear, character overhauls, including complete overhauls for Gage and Maya and Minor, overhauls for Craig and Salvador, new skins and textures for guns, quality of life changes to the game, new and more interesting loot. I'm really curious about that one more interesting loot how does that work i wish i knew i'm curious we should have this guy on the podcast that would be awesome wow completely revamped quests their rewards are random and tiered now enemy and difficulty changes reduced scaling to use your gear longer faster paced nvhm i'm not sure what that means nvhm nvhm is that another difficulty level i'm not sure there's nvhm and tvhm because there's tvhm and there's uvhm what would nvhm be normal is that just normal probably i don't know give me one second <laughs> um our good friend sir Deej just crapped out again but i caught it so now i'm smarter than him he can't get me that sir Deej man he's not gonna get me anymore <laughs> Hey, welcome back, Sir Deej. (laughs) I wonder if everyone can actually hear his creepy ass voice. Now recording. Like, 
can you really come up with something a little bit less creepy, right? Welcome to Movie Phone. It sounds like a Seinfeld episode. Holy crap. Good times. But this is what we can expect. So whatever this TV HM business is, I'm not sure. Probably more challenging enemies and I need to just GG and get better. But we'll get there. We'll get there. And many more changes. Hmm. It's one of those patches where like you have to just like install it and then learn what it's actually going to do to the game as you go. It could have some really adverse changes to it. You don't know, but it'll be a secret. Many more changes to come. And uh, they do state that Borderlands 2 Reborn is still in development and basically everything is a work in progress. Yeah, I just saw he actually posted on Twitter. Let's see, was it an hour ago that update 1.4 is live? Oh, very cool. Update 1.4. I want to learn more about this. I'd love to talk to him on this podcast. He would be a really awesome guest to have on the show, and I think I'm going to reach out to him. I think that will have to happen. But anywho, the show must go on, Sir Deej. He's such a party pooper. You leave again? No, he left. He came back. I I forced him to come back. I told him, "Hey, not cool, bro. Don't don't leave us like that." No bueno. So just to give everybody a couple of quick updates, Borderlands Game of the Year Enhanced Edition is available now, and you can. What were the other two uh, honorable mentions? Oh, that's right. Rip. <laughs> the next honorable mention goes to. Dantix YT, who is a YouTuber, really cool dude. I just found his YouTube video very recently um, that Caleb shared with me. Isn't that right? Yeah, about a certain leaked trailer. That just happened to conveniently appear and then magically disappear off of Instagram. Rip. What happened there? All that happened about an hour after we recorded our first episode. That's awesome. We had really good timing. I really hope it gets better. <laughs> and I hope I really stop talking about that game I can't talk about. We'll get there. I promise. Well, We're going to get there. Yeah, We're working we'll on there it. Over time. Working on that. So, uh, props to Dantix YT. He made an incredible YouTube videos about a leaked trailer. I don't know if you can even call it a leaked trailer. How can, how would you call that? Because the social media yeah, people yeah. at Gearbox posted it and then took it down accidentally. Cough, cough. Cough, cough. <laughs> I don't really know what the story is behind that. I mean, it's like 20 seconds long. We need to get to the bottom of this. Who posted this? <laughs> Do we know? Do we know who made that video? I have no idea. I mean, it was posted on the official 
Borderlands page. Oh, okay, so so it was just that. you know somebody from Gearbox. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing it. Thank you. We appreciate you. Do that more often, please, and keep these videos up longer. So maybe I might have a chance to get my hands on it. Hopefully. Or Caleb, you can maybe capture a video. You're pretty good with Instagram from what I hear. I'm I'm learning. All right. You can follow me on Twitter, and I know what our Twitter account now is, so I'm making progress. At Borderlands3POD. It doesn't sound that bad. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's starting to grow on me just a little bit more. So the next honorable mention goes to Noelle from Gearbox. She is one of the mods slash admins slash social media rock stars for them. And she actually was very helpful to me personally because I posted on the Gearbox forum and she replied back and she actually was very helpful in helping figure out the legalities of what we're allowed to post and what we aren't allowed to post. And she directed me to some really great information about fair use. And I really appreciate her help there. And also she gave us an update about Borderlands Game of the Year edition and the issue that was going on with that game. And I feel like she was one of the first people to respond on social media about this issue. So props on that. And she also gets an honorable mention this week. And thank you for your help. We appreciate you. Yeah, and we encourage any of you listeners to submit or send us fan art because we'd love to to uh, tweet that out and show everyone else. Then you can be an honorable mention too. Yeah, and we have a pretty cool Instagram account. Where can we learn more about that Instagram account? Where can we find it? Instagram.com slash The Borderlands Show. Very cool. And we also have a Twitter at Borderlands3Pod. So we're getting out there, getting famous. We're almost there. Pretty exciting. Nope. Got nothing. Got nothing. It's okay. (laughs) That's fine. I don't really want to be famous. Too much work. I just want to be there. Probably. I'm assuming. I just want to be alive, breathing, playing video games, getting to enjoy it, and maybe going to that really cool event on May 1st that we're going to talk about later on the show. But before we do, we're going to give everybody a quick rundown on some news this week. Borderlands Game of the Year Enhanced Edition is available now for an MSRP of $29.99 available on all platforms. Whether you play on Xbox, whether you play on PC or PS4 or Nintendo Wii. Wait, did I really say that just now? The The Nintendo Wii? (laughs) Never mind. You can't play it on the Wii. Sorry, guys. But every modern day platform, you can play that on. 
and it is remastered and enhanced and a little broken with the multiplayer but if you can play by yourself then you can go ahead and pick that up right now and it's a really awesome purchase $29.99 if you get it on pc actually amazon currently has a pretty awesome deal you can pick up the game of the year enhanced edition for only seven bucks if you don't have it yet you'd be crazy to pass up on this so i will post the link to this in the show notes and we're going to figure out a way to post the show notes up we're going to give you guys an update on this on our twitter account that just shows how much we have our shit together but uh, TBA, and I will be posting this on Twitter. Actually, I could post the link on Twitter. That'll work, right? Yeah, yeah. there we go. I'll do that. And if you are a physical collector, and if you want the game physically on Xbox and PS4, go to your local GameStop and pick up a copy for twenty nine ninety nine. You get to support a really awesome game, and the devs did a really good job. There is a 4K graphical update to this game, a UI update. You can now acquire shift codes and four-player co-op, which is actually the most exciting feature for me because this will allow me to play the entire game with three of my friends, which is kind of the coolest feature in my opinion, because you weren't able to do so in the original game. That is very cool. I like that. I like that they did that. Yeah, and then we have our elephant in the room, Borderlands the pre-sequel. We love you. Still. Just not as much, that's all. You're like that ugly duckling. I don't know. A distant cousin that we never see. But we still that appreciate. creepy distant cousin. Have you ever watched Wedding Crashers? Oh, such a good movie. Such a great movie. It kind of reminds me of that character, one of the creepy characters in that movie. But if you haven't watched it, you wouldn't understand the context. So I will share a link with you so you can check out that movie. It's an awesome movie. I heard they were making great. a second one, actually. But uh, Owen Wilson... He's getting older, so he's in it. Well, yeah, he's one of the main characters. It's him and Vince Vaughn. Ah, they do a lot of movies together. They're funny as shit. They're so great. So, so great. And uh, yeah, so the entire Borderlands Handsome Collection got remastered. There's a free patch available to all players. The entire game has been updated with 4K graphics and visuals on Xbox One X and PS4 Pro and on PC. Sorry, Xbox One S and Xbox One OG and PS4. You don't get the love this time around. And uh, we should note it's a single download on consoles and there are separate uh, patch updates on Steam for each individual game between the pre-sequel and Borderlands 2. And finally, we have some numbers that are in for how many of you Vault Hunters are playing Borderlands. 
And I thought it would be kind of cool to share that with you this week. So how many people are playing Borderlands Game of the Year Enhanced Edition, Caleb? This is only on Steam, but the Enhanced Edition... Sorry, Epic Games. I've seen it increase. I, I, had, to, I had to go there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. I'm feeling a little feisty today. Didn't have my coffee, actually. <laughs> Rip. Oh, that's made you... Yeah, a little feisty. bit. Yeah. Um, the Enhanced Edition... I've seen an increase in player base of 25, almost 26%. Um, it's peaked at four, was that 4,455 players. Yeah, almost 5,000 people. Averaged just over 1,200. Pre-sequel, see an increase of 113%. What? Why is the pre-sequel peaked that much? Isn't that crazy? It's peaked at 12,000. Wow. I did not look over that before yeah. this. That just shows how prepared we are. That's okay. We we love doing this podcast. <laughs> We're all over We're, the place. We are. We're getting there. This is episode two. So welcome to episode two, by the way. Forgot to mention that too. Way to go, Corn. Very professional. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. Preschool, surprisingly, has peaked at 12,000 players. It's averaging... 3,400 players. Warlands 2 is peaked at... Drum that roll. makes sense. 59,000. 59,000. And is averaging just under 20,000. Wow. All only on Steam, which is yeah. pretty impressive. Again, this is, does not include Epic Games. Sorry. Yeah, Borderlands 2 has more players than The Witcher 3, Monster Hunter World, and Rocket League. That's wow. crazy. That's really impressive. That's a lot of people playing Borderlands 2, if you think about it. And people are getting really excited for the third game to come out. I am very excited about it. And we're going to talk about some more cool stuff pertaining to Borderlands 3, because we know why you're here. You're here to learn more about the game that we're going to be playing this September. And if you got really lucky, maybe this May. But uh, it wasn't us. This time, maybe next time. <laughs> it's okay. Hopefully, Hopefully. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. So, what have you been playing this week, Caleb? This week, I haven't had a whole lot of time. I haven't played any Borderlands. Um, I popped in and played a little bit of Rocket League. But speaking of it. the devil, that less people are playing. Yeah, speaking of. <laughs> I, I I got Rocket League, by the way, but I, I played it for maybe 20 minutes and then I kind of just didn't have anybody to play it with and went back to Destiny. Um, oh man, I love Rocket League. So I actually got to play, as I mentioned before, Borderlands 2, Borderlands the pre-sequel, and Borderlands the Enhanced Edition. The Enhanced Edition we played for a whopping five minutes. I got through the intro, and it was like grand opening, grand closing kind of deal. We didn't really get a chance to play much at all because the server lag was so bad that it was deemed unplayable. So then we switched to the pre-sequel, so we played that for like about three hours, and it was kind of cool. It was cool enough for me to play it for three hours without losing my mind. So that's always a plus, and there are things about the game that I do like. I really like the 
the the art in the game it looks really 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 cool and it's really nice that they have this moon type environment but the mechanics kind of just dragged me down a little bit not a lot but a little bit to a point where i would want to go and play through either the first game or the second game first if that makes any sense yeah, yeah. Uh, I but but from. I played all three games this week, and I got my character. Uh, I'm playing as a gauge, by the way, um, and I leveled up my gauge to level 16 in Borderlands 2 on PC. And holy shit, it looks awesome! Playing the game in 1440p with unlimited frames. Oh man, it it looks so good and it runs so well with the new patch that was released free of charge by the way so for all of the haters out there complaining about epic games exclusivity i get it i get it i'm with you there it's not right but let's give them you know credit where it's due i think it was really cool for them to release these updates because they definitely made the games shine. I think that's the best way that I can put it. So that was pretty cool. And I played that. And of course, I did play the game that I'm not allowed to talk about on this podcast. And I got the One-Eyed Mask Exotic Titan Helmet, which it would have been helpful about a month and a half ago before the nerf. And I was trying to get a Luna's Howl. You guys have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? I have absolutely no idea what you're saying. It's gibberish. Complete gibberish. gibberish. I need to stop talking about that game I can't talk about. We're going to move (laughs) on. We're going to move on. Let's... Hey, but now, this week, you can play the Reborn mod. Yeah, that would be awesome. And we can actually figure out the mysterious features that this mod will bring to the game and we can talk about it maybe next week and if we're lucky yeah we might be able to have a special guest on a podcast i don't know it may happen it may not swing it we'll see we'll see no promises but uh yeah what do you think about this increase in player base for not only the pre-sequel but borderlands 2 holy cow I love to see it, you know. I'm I love that that all these Borderlands fans are still so um, invested in the series that they're getting so excited and pumped up for Borderlands Three that they're now just wanting to go back and play it again. I love it. Yeah, I'm really excited for this game to come back and be. I don't want to say relevant again because it's it's always been relevant. It's it's always been awesome. But to see it get the attention that it deserves now, it's really cool to see it come back. And finally, we have news about Borderlands 3. And not only that, but we know it's actually coming out in the next five months. And we're going to get something pretty cool in May that we're going to talk about later on on the podcast. So if you want to hear more about that, stick around. And... We're going to be really enjoying a lot of Borderlands over the next 
I would say year and a half because now we have a chance to play through some of the classic games that made the series and the franchise what it is today. And in 4K, in awesome frames, awesome graphics, with a modern polish that we all get to enjoy. And that's pretty cool. And before we know it, we'll be playing Borderlands 2. And there is a season pass that has been confirmed for this game. So we're going to be getting new content throughout the... You mean Borderlands 3? Yes. Did I say Borderlands 2? Rip. Yep. I meant Borderlands 3. It's been a long day. At least you didn't say Destiny. At least I didn't say that game that I can't say. Right? That's good. Right. So. It's improvement. We're making progress. So that's good. And also we have some more news to share with you all. Speaking of people who are excited about Borderlands 2 and or Borderlands 2 fuck Borderlands 3 <laughs> and who are passionate about the game and one of those people are Troy Baker who will not be returning as Reese in Borderlands 3 rip the dream it hurts my heart he did hurts. a really good job yes he did and it kind of sucks that we're not going to see him. Yeah, um, I mean, I get it. I, I don't know the reasoning, but I'm, I'm sure there's something of considerable reasoning for him not being able to do it. But, you know, it, it still hurts. I loved him in Tales. And speaking of reasoning, we do have some information and a rundown of how everything kind of came to light because uh, it was in the spotlight this week. And it all started out with a developer trailer that um, happened earlier this month where we received confirmation that Reese was a returning character. And uh, he did post on Twitter, I'm sorry to break it to y'all, that isn't me. After being asked whether early Borderlands trailers with Reese were voiced by him. Um, he also commented stating that I'd like to do it again and didn't like how Gearbox was handling it. What do you think he means by that? It almost sounds to me like he just wasn't really invited to play the part or that maybe he wanted too much money and they just weren't able or willing to offer him that money. And these are just speculations. So please take it for what it is. Take it with a grain of salt. We don't know. But according to the tweet that he posted, and I quote, didn't like how Gearbox was handling it. So it could mean that maybe he wasn't really invited back. Or maybe this might be a crazy speculation, a crazy idea, but what if they kill off the character and we don't know about it? And they didn't want to put in that type of money to hire an actor and pay him a lot of money for something they could have hired somebody for less money for. Uh, and... These are just I speculations. Think, I think if they killed him off, though, it would it would have to be late because I think there will be rights in the street if he died early. Early on in the story. 
that's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's the only thing that I can think of, is if they kill off the character, and we do have some more information to share with you. Apparently, Randy Pitchford had something to say as well about this whole situation. He tweeted out, surprise, surprise. Randy Pitchford always goes on social media and he does not hold back. And no, maybe we'll not. talk about this on a future episode, but Randy Pitchford is a one-of-a-kind kind of guy. He loves magic tricks, apparently, and he will be honest about how he feels. And he's very passionate. And if you think about it, if you worked on a project that he's so invested in, like he is, he's going to be a little passionate about it. And people are very hateful sometimes. And sometimes we say things that we don't mean. And when you're a CEO like Randy Pitchford, sometimes maybe it's best to choose your words, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get that he's passionate about Gearbox and specifically the Borderlands series, but he's still the CEO of Gearbox. He has to, in my opinion, tone it down a bit, be more professional. But that's just my two cents. You have a specific standard that you are expected to follow, especially when it comes to interacting with your fans. And there are certain things that maybe you should say and other things that are best to not be said just because it's not worth it. And, you know, people will always try to dissect what you say and twist it into something much, much worse. So you have to be careful out there, you know, be careful with your words. But I, I get it. I understand. And I, I get both perspectives, but I do agree with Caleb on this one. Randy Pitchford should have chosen his words a little bit more carefully. And finally, to what he actually said, uh, you'll have to ask Troy. I was told by the audio director that he had turned it down. Fortunately, with how Reese appears in the game, I don't think it matters at all. You'll see for yourself when the game comes out. You may disagree with me on that or not. Fortunately, with how Reese appears in the game, I don't think it matters at all. Interesting. What do you think he means by so, that? I think they're going to kill the motherfucker. I think we're going to start the game and somebody's going to take him out. I would be so angry. Yeah, but that would definitely be a cliffhanger and that would leave you wanting to know what the hell happened. Imagine if that was a way that they build the protagonist in the game and build the... Uh, yeah, the, the brothers or the twins that we're going to be fighting. I'm sorry. The oh, brother-sister brother, twins. The brother-sister twins. The Calypso, Calypso twins? Yeah. The Calypso twins. Yay, I got it right. All right. <laughs> awesome. So the Calypso twins. 
could maybe kill Reese. And would it matter then? Probably not. Just speculations. I'm just saying. I don't know any of these things. So, guys, take this as literally me talking about my ideas. I don't work See, at Gearbox. I don't know. If I hadn't seen this tweet, like, so before even today, just looking at the trailer, I would speculate that Reese is one of the leaders or front runners of, you know, the revolt or the revolution against the Calypso twins, whatever it would be called. So I don't know. This, this tweet is really interesting. Makes you think. Or it could mean that he believes that the person who is replacing Troy Baker can do a better job, in which case, kind of crappy. Again, I'm just speculating. But um, Caleb, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, um, I, I, I've always been someone to, if there, if there's a new uh, actor or actress and a character in, you know, a sequel or whatever, specifically in movies, not so much in games, but whenever it happens in movies or TV shows, I find it really hard to enjoy the sequel just because you become so attached to that, not only that character, but that specific actor or actress with their tone and their look. And so I really hope that whoever they get for Reese that he's going to be at least at least sound like Troy Baker. So so I hope he comes off like that. So I have some good news. What's that? I just saved a bunch of money on my car insurance by switching to Geico. Hey, if you want to switch to Geico too, you can save a lot of money and they can pay us money for sponsorship. But that's not really the case. I have real good news. So I kind of got in touch with a little somebody who we just talked about very recently on the podcast, Captain Kobe. And wait for it. Wait for it. He said, yes, he'll be on the podcast. He said hey. he, so he won't be available this week, but he will be available next week for either Friday or Saturday. Awesome. So we're going to have Captain Kobe on the podcast. You heard it here. And that's really exciting. I'm really excited to do our interview segment and to talk to some pretty cool people like Captain Kobe. So shout outs and thank you for that. So going back to Troy Baker, man, I... I agree with you on this. I think that it's going to be interesting to see how they use Reese as a character in Borderlands 3. And there were some interesting things that we're going to talk about a little bit later on in the show from the trailer that was briefly leaked by Gearbox or... I think it was Gearbox or 2K, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure which one it was. 
And also we had a really interesting response from Troy Baker. He stated that I really want Gearbox to know that if they were going to bring back characters from Telltale Borderlands, it should be the people that originated the characters. They shouldn't just recast willy-nilly because as a fan, that matters to me. Ooh. He has a point. Yeah, he does. And do you think that this is going to affect the sales for the game? Do you think this is going to affect some people maybe choosing to not support the developers and buy the next Borderlands game? I don't see it affecting the sales at all. I think it'll just make a few people mad. I mean, I've seen some people on our Instagram page when I posted about a little other person who actually is returning for a character, but um, saying that, you know, they wanted, and I personally also want Troy Baker back, but, you know, obviously something didn't click for them to uh, collaborate again, so I don't know. It's it's kind of disappointing, but it is what it is. Do you think that um, ultimately it was a money thing? Do you think it was a miscommunication on their part? What do you think it was? Um, I would say I don't think it was a money thing um, because he he specifically said in his in his quote that he's a fan and that matters to him having the original characters. So I don't, I think money wouldn't have been a problem to him. I would say it would lean more towards miscommunication. I don't know what that would be specifically, but that's where I would think it would be. And yeah, we hope that uh, they bring him back as a character in the future. I'd love to see him come back as Reese if they don't kill him off, cough, cough. Um, they probably won't. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just talking because I haven't had my coffee. Um, and you also mentioned somebody else who was in the news, who yeah. is confirmed to... One of my favorite voice actresses. And who may At that be? Ashley Birch is returning as Tiny Tina, or not-so-Tiny Tina, in Borderlands 3. Very cool. And we found out about this in a very interesting way, because a user on Twitter asked if Ashley Birch would return as Tiny Tina, or not-so-Tiny Tina, in Borderlands 3, and Randy Pitchford replied with, yes, she has returned. So that gives us pretty clear confirmation that she will be coming back. And I do have some pretty interesting um, bit of information to share about Ashley Birch. Because Ashley Birch's brother, he is a developer. He's a writer. Or he's a writer, excuse me. Anthony. Ashley Ashley Birch's brother is a writer, and he created Tiny Tina in Borderlands 2 based on her character. And she had to audition for the role before she actually got finally cast. 
Yeah. Have you ever heard of Rocket Jump? Uh, I think I believe so. What exactly is that? They're so they started out as a YouTube channel, and they got really big, and um, now they are. They're still. I think they're still making videos, but they're leaning more towards TV shows now. And I've watched all of their shows. One of their shows is Video Game High School, which is one of my favorite TV shows. Um, but anyways, Ashley has been in a lot of their videos, and I, I don't remember if she was in Video Game High School or not. But she has been in there a couple, couple of their shows or a couple of their episodes, and she's great. Anyways. Yeah, and some more fun facts about Ashley Birch. She appeared in games like Final Fantasy XV as Sarah. She appeared as Chloe in Life is Strange. She also appeared as Rey in Fortnite. And she was Aloy in Horizon Zero Dawn. Which is a great game. My favorite game in 2017. Yeah. And actually, she was nominated for the best performance of 2017 at the Game Awards for her performance in Horizon Zero Dawn, and she won. Yeah. She's great. Well-deserved, and that was one of my favorite games, and it had, in my opinion, one of the best performances in the last five years. I'd go that far. She did such an incredible job. Yeah, they did so many things right with that game. And actually, speaking of, Horizon Zero Dawn 2 was confirmed this week. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Where did you hear about that? I I just saw the headline. Uh, I saw a Game Rant headline the other day. I haven't read too much. I don't know what specifically was said, but I do know it's confirmed. That's pretty awesome. That's exciting. Yep. Wow, and I am definitely going to have to pick that game up if I still own a PS4. I think it'll be probably be on PS5. Oh, okay. It's still Very a few cool. years away. Moving on, let's talk about something that was discovered by one of our honorable mentions this week, Captain Kobe. And as we did bring up earlier on the show, there is a new rainbow rarity discovered in Borderlands 2 after the UHD patch that came out on April 3rd, I want to say. And according to Captain Kobe on Twitter, a fully functional rarity was added in Borderlands 2 with a new Ultra HD 4k patch it doesn't have impact on your gun's damage output technically available in game and it was made available through a complicated modding process that a skilled developer like captain kobe was able to go through and to acquire Wait, so was it data mined? Yeah, essentially he data mined it. Yeah, it was data mined. Through through a modding process. 
Um, it may or may not appear in Borderlands 2 or 3. But uh, it's a cool idea, nonetheless, for us to get a new rarity with the upcoming game. And hopefully, who knows, what if there's an update in Borderlands 2 right before the third game comes out where they add a new tier of weapons and you have more reasons to go back and play through the original game? That'd be great. I think I would like that. Um, would you rather have that if there was a new rarity type would you rather it be like rarer than legendary or or more common like a rare I would rather it be the rarest form of weapons that we can acquire in the game because that will encourage the the end game community to play the game and that's going to be their primary demographic if you think about it because if you're yeah. newer to the game i feel like you have more than enough to do in the game between the original game and all of the dlcs that came out for it so i don't think you'd be lacking for content to play unless you already acquired maybe some of those legendaries and some of the awesome gear and some of the weapons in the game um and yeah i think it would be a great idea to make it you know you'll maybe find one of these rarity types in like one playthrough maybe if it's that rare i think it would be really exciting and it would make for good content for youtubers and and twitch streamers and all that yeah that would essentially give gearbox free marketing in terms of having content creators play the game more and building up the hype for the borderlands 3 release on september 13th yeah so i think that would be a really awesome idea and if we did get a new rarity what do you think they can do to make it more interesting and more fun for you to try to chase after that new upgraded version of whatever gun that you like in the game i'd love for it to be like a completely new feature so kind of like take the infinity pistol borderlands 2 where you don't have to reload and you have unlimited bullets you can just keep firing something like that but you know a little more extreme um you have i don't remember what it's called is it, is it the Bane, I think, in Borderlands 2? It's not a legendary, but it's a really good SMG you get, but you can't even move. Um, stuff like that, but obviously not. you can't move because that's kind of a negative. But if you have something on polar opposite side of that, I think it would be a really cool feature to add for those really rare guns. Yeah, that would be really interesting if they did that. And what if they maybe introduced a whole new tier of gameplay? Maybe like call it the the plus mode and then you get to play through the game and then acquire a new tier of weapons. That would be pretty cool too. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. Essentially make all of the enemies harder and where you had to come into the game being the maximum light level. But then would they also have to make... A light level light increase level. as well, which that might create some challenges for them to do. Here you go, making Destiny references. Um, sorry, what's the question? 
Oh yes, light level. Yes, uh, a new tier. I meant. I'm sorry. I'm talking about Destiny here. Rip the dream. Um, if they brought in a whole new level into the game where you had to come in at level 72, for example, would it also require for your level to have to increase in the game itself, right? Where they have to increase the new level cap from 72 to maybe 80 or from 80 to 90, for example. Right. I think they would, I think they should definitely increase the level cap if they added those in. That would make a lot of sense. And do you think that's something that would be feasible for them to do all these years later? Do you think that's something they can do pretty easily? I would think. I don't know why they wouldn't be able to do that so easily. It seems like a pretty simple thing you can do on a technical side. Yeah, and I'm not a developer, but hey, it would be really awesome to maybe bring on a developer on the show and talk to them about how these things work in games like Borderlands, and hey, maybe even fight a yeah, Borderlands dev. Know how how easy or hard it would be to add something like that? Yeah, that would be really interesting to find out. To find out, and so we can both agree that a new rainbow rarity would be pretty cool for Borderlands Three as well. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd love if they did that. Just make it super rare. Yeah. And we did talk about them possibly releasing a new patch for Borderlands 2 that's permanently available, or maybe even having a special event like that game I can't really talk about has. Uh, so that's possible too. Like what kind of special event? Like a time-limited event, like how games like The Division, for example, would have a weekly event that's available for only that one week, and then after that, the event goes away, and you can't acquire that item. So they have special tiered items that you acquire that way as well. Yeah. I do think a special event would be cool. I don't know how it would translate into a game like Borderlands. When you're talking about like division since those are life service games yeah those are a little bit different you're right i didn't take that into account so yep that makes a lot of sense now do you think speaking of games as a service do you think that borderlands will introduce any kind of game as a service game type in the game with the upcoming borderlands 3 um it's so tough to know. Personally, I don't want it, and I don't think they will. You know, Borderlands, OG Borderlands, and Borderlands Two, and even the pre-sequel all followed the same pattern of DLC and and structure. And I don't think you should fix what's not broken. Plus, they have already announced they're releasing four DLCs, so I I take. The release of four DLCs as hey this isn't live service that's how I took that yeah that makes a lot of sense to me as well I think you're absolutely right about that I don't think they would adapt a game as a service model Rocky really wants to be part of the podcast <laughs> 
I'll be right back. All right. Okay, so we are talking about the new rarity called Rainbow Rarity in Borderlands 3. And potentially them doing it as a special event, which we decided that it's probably not going to happen just because Borderlands 3 will unlikely be a games as a service type of video game. But we can expect maybe some free updates that are available, especially with Borderlands 2. And in addition to this new discovery, we also have some more news to share. And that is pertaining to Borderlands Game of the Year Enhanced Edition, which, if you want, can now be playable in third person. This is all thanks to a new mod created by Lord ML1, and he is a um, part of the modding community. And his new mod allows Borderlands fans to enjoy the old or new Borderlands Game of the Year edition in third person. Um, it was also spotlighted on the Reddit uh, games community. And according to the description on the mod page, um, it is not perfect, but it's pretty close. The, the developer does say that you have to reset your aim every 30 minutes to an hour of playing, which is pretty good. And it also supports uh, all modern controllers, including the PS4 controller, Xbox controller, and Steam controller. Are you planning on using that at all? Um, probably not because I'm more of a first-person fan. So I might check it out just to check it out, but I am so busy and overwhelmed that I, I don't have a lot of time to mess around with too many things. So I don't know if I'll check it out anytime soon, but I'm definitely going to check it out at some point. What about you? Yeah, if I was, I mean, I'm mainly a console gamer. I do have the Enhanced Edition on PC. Um, even if I was playing it on PC, I wouldn't use it just because I prefer FPS and I just not a huge fan of third person games in general. It's cool though. I like yeah. I like when the modding community is making cool things like this. Yeah, it's really cool what they're doing. It's great that there are players out there who put in so much of their efforts to not only play the game but also create awesome mods like Lord ML1 and also of course uh Captain Kobe. Captain Colby, who did an, an, an awesome job with his mod as well. And so, yeah, we'll have to maybe check it out one day and then report back on the podcast during a future episode. That would be cool. And, and next up, let's talk about some problems. Borderlands Game of the Year Enhanced Edition has... Some pretty major server issues, and 
I personally experienced these problems myself, so I can confirm these do exist in the game. Um, a lot of players are reporting that they are unable to log into the game at all, so they cannot enter lobbies and join their friends. Uh, players like myself experienced some really bad network lag that made the game unplayable, and it felt like a DLC for borderlands on ice and it just didn't play well at all we tried it for about five minutes couldn't play it and then we moved on to another game which was borderlands the pre-sequel so we went on the moon and according to gearbox they are aware of the issue and actively working on a fix in fact noel from gearbox she is one of the community managers and mods on their forums and she posted a response stating that i want to let you know that gearbox and 2k are aware of the problem that players are having and we are actively working on a solution players continuing to experience issues are encouraged to submit a ticket on the gearbox uh, support website which we will post a link in the show notes and we will find a way to distribute the show notes even if i have to put it on the website that we can't really talk about because we can't talk about that game <laughs> for that other podcast that i do but i can post it technically on that other website and add show notes onto there in the meantime so i might actually do that and if you want to check that out you can do so at www.destinyshow.com i will post show notes for this episode and for last week's episode so that way while we're in between homes you can check it out right there how's that does that sound like a good idea it's a great idea we'll do that I will make that happen, and we will have a new episode out tomorrow, which is Tuesday, April 16th. So, moving on. Well, almost moving on. We do have another update on this topic, because after Noel gave us the update from Gearbox... The Borderlands official Twitter channel had an update on the topic as well. In fact, they had several updates after that. The first one stated, Borderlands 2 Game of the Year update. We are currently testing new fixes to address the BL Game of the Year connectivity issues while we work to... While we continue to work on this, we like to offer our community some gold keys as a thank you for your patience so far i will post that gold key for everyone on the twitter account so you can all take advantage so i will share it on there but it's w for whiskey j for jacob c for charlie b for bravo b for bravo dash Five R for Roger, R for Roger, J for Jacob, K for Kite, Dash, Nine for Nine, <laughs> B for Bravo, Number Three, 
R for Roger, J for Jacob, dash, six for six, X for X-ray, T for Tango, three for number three, T for Tango, dash, C for Charlie, B for Bravo, Z for Zebra, B for Bravo, and F for Foxtrot. Hashtag nine for nine. Awesome. Now, imagine if somebody came onto the podcast and just listened to the podcast while I was just reciting random numbers and letters. How weird would that sound? They probably think you're crazy. Probably. But little do they know, if they pay attention to all the numbers and put them into their game... They can get some pretty cool stuff. See, when you started when you started with W, I was like, oh, is he going to go through all of these? And then you did. I was like, okay. Okay, he's actually going to go through with it. But That's hey, brave. You did it. playing Borderlands right now, and they are listening to the podcast, they can put them in right now. So it works for them. Yeah, put them in right now. They're going to be available as we speak. And there is another update from borderlands on twitter bl game of the year update number two we have just released a patch to address multiplayer connectivity issues on ps4 and are continuing to test fixes for other platforms if you still experience these or other issues please submit a ticket to support.2k.com they did fix them on ps4 they're just the ones on PC are still having problems. You can say that. They're, you know, still working on it. Okay. See, I thought they had been fixing them. I guess it was the PS4 ones that they had been fixing. Now, have you tried to play Borderlands 1 at all since uh, it came out with the update? I've played it. I haven't um, played with other people, which I really need to try so I can see how those how the multiplayer is working for myself yeah well hey you said you have it on pc so we can technically hop on and try it out and see if it works yeah i'd totally be down i'll have to dig up my steam id because i never remember it because i'm usually on battle.net surprise surprise but i have been hopping on steam more to play borderlands and um that's not true. I, ch- I check out a game occasionally on, on there. I did play Octopath Traveler because we had the creators of Octopath Traveler. Or not Octopath Traveler. Octodad. Rip. Octodad. I'm going to edit that. We had the creators of Octodad on the podcast uh, just a few weeks back. So I played Octodad on Steam. And, uh, of course, all of the Borderlands games... I like to play them on Epic Games. Just kidding. <laughs> so, uh, no, that's a joke. That's a bad joke. I shouldn't do that. I got to get better with my jokes. I'm just not that funny. A few of our listeners just threw their phones or whatever they're listening on out of rage. Right. They're going to give us really bad reviews on the podcast do because we mentioned Epic Games. Please, Please don't. don't. We're sorry. Please don't. Please I promise I won't do it again. I might mention that game I can't talk about, but that's just a habit. I'm sorry. Sorry, that's not just sorry. You have to deal with. I'm a little sorry. 
We can't, sorry. Help talk. we can't help not talking about it. I'm not even a Destiny fan. Yeah. He hates it, really. Yeah, just the second one. I, I love the first one. Yeah, just the first one, and then something happened. Hey, maybe we'll have you on the podcast sometime, and we can have you share your rage against the machine. No. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, share your thoughts about why you left destiny because if you play destiny one that's pretty interesting yeah, that you I played that a lot left for too. d2 have you ever played it on pc or are you stuck with consoles console ps4 all the way okay i've played it on ps4 for a pretty long time i did start out on the xbox because i am a console whore and i think i can say that I have a lot of consoles. I have the Wii U. I have the PS4 Pro, the Xbox One S, PSVR, Nintendo Switch, Nintendo 3DS, Nintendo 3DS XL, and some older generation consoles like the OG Nintendo and Super Nintendo, stuff like that. I really like retro games. I do appreciate retro video games because... I grew up on some of them. Yeah, me too. Depending on how old the game is. What is your favorite <laughs> console of all time? Oh, man, that's tough. Ooh, because I really loved the Xbox 360. I think the Xbox 360 brought us some really amazing games really? that were groundbreaking, like um, Borderlands 2. That came out on Xbox 360, and that was a huge title for that platform. Um the Black Ops series. I'm trying to think of exclusive games that came out. Um, let me think. Oh, man, 360 exclusives. Can't think of any. I guess they haven't had a good exclusive game in a long time. I'm kidding. That Halo series that came out. I don't remember which one it was. Was it four? Let's take a look here. Xbox 360 exclusives. We have Gears of War. Oh, yeah. Gears of War. We have Halo series. Those were incredible games. And if you think about it, during that time, the Call of Duty games were some of the best between the Modern Warfare series and the Black Ops series. I think we had some really amazing, amazing games come out at that time. Borderlands 2 came out that same time, although it did come out for the PS3 as well. Yeah, I, I originally played it on but the I PS3. Think, oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. So you were always a PlayStation guy, huh? Always. I got Very cool. All, well, I guess I have my PS4 console right here, but on my mantle I got... My PS1, PS2, and PS3 all side by side. See, I started out on Xbox with uh, my gaming. Well, originally I started with Nintendo. I played Duck Hunt <laughs> and the original Mario. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a while. But uh, we had some really awesome games come out over the years. And especially on that generation of consoles. And if you think about it, Skyrim came out 
during that generation, even though it's been remastered so many freaking times, but just because it's that good of a game. Uh, it's on everything. I once, believe it or not, I once played Skyrim on my Amazon Alexa Echo Dot. How does that work? Do you hear that? But you can also connect to external speakers using Bluetooth. I accidentally activated my Alexa saying her name. Um, so it's like, Alexa, how do we get invited to the May 1st Borderlands event? <laughs> Does she have anything? No? Nope. That's okay. Um, That's okay. It's like, so you can download apps for Alexa and they actually, I think it was at E3 maybe. I don't remember what specifically they had a, had like a, um, Bethesda had like an ad where they were making fun of everyone who was saying stop bringing Skyrim out on everything. And they had a little ad where they had someone <coughs> play Skyrim on their Echo Dot. And then they actually came out with it. But it's like an app that you can download. And it'll be like, um, Traveler, do you want to go right or left? And then you say which one. And then it goes down that path and it says... There is an enemy. There's a goblin in front of you. Do you want to use fire attack, sword attack, or do you want to defend? It's stuff like that. And then you just keep going down the path, and you basically finish that path, I guess. I guess that would be the best way to describe it, and then you start again. It's interesting. Yeah, that, that is pretty cool. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I do have an Amazon Alexa, but I never do anything with it. Yeah. Just because it's just an extra thing that kind of takes me away from what I need to get done. <laughs> so it's more of a distraction. So I try to limit my distractions you hear that? as much as possible. Did you hear that Amazon admitted to using Alexa's Echo Dots to listen to people? Really? Yes. They are yeah, it's using interesting. them to record what people say and I guess better the experience that they can do with improved versions of Echo Dots and Echoes, but they're still recording your voice. It's probably because we agree to these terms and conditions without really looking at them and the things they ask you to sign now getting kind of ridiculous you don't really know what you're signing so i think we need yeah, to no start evaluating it's it's interesting how facebook google amazon how they use people's data and your personal information and even like if you have an android phone right that's a google platform can you imagine what information is not really kept private that you're leaking out to all of these different companies. Right. It's crazy. It's really, really interesting. And I actually watched this YouTube video. I, I don't remember his name. I'm going to have to find that because it was really interesting. Um, this one YouTuber took a video of him and he said, so I've never talked about this thing. He was trying to discover if Google is listening through your mics when they're connected to the computer. And he said I've never talked about this thing and he held up a sign and he had dog toys written on his sign and he said I've never talked about this thing I've never had a reason to talk about this thing 
And now I'm going to go to a list of like 10 websites and we're going to look at the ads. And he's going to, and he says, all right. And he goes to look at them and none of the 10 sites have ads for dog, for dog toys. Then this is all live, all live recording that he's doing. And then he says, okay, now I'm going to talk about dog toys for a minute. And he exits out, exits out of all these sites, starts talking about dog toys, opens up the 10 sites again. And on like three or four of them, they're ads for dog toys. Hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah. He was just showing that Google's listening through your mics and using that information to target you with ads. Oh Google, Big Brother! I'm gonna try to find that guy's name. It's like a love. It's like a love hate relationship with Google because, like, I, I like a lot of things that Google does. I think they're very innovative as a company, but then some of the practices with how your data is used, it's a little questionable. You know, you don't need my location data, for example, for me to be able to use my Fitbit. And when I had my iPhone, you did not have to turn on your location data for that. With the Android phone, it requires it. It's weird. This guy's name is just Mitch track Olo, my Fitbit. If you want to look him up on YouTube, Mitch Hollow. Mitch, check O-L-L-O-W, him out right now. O-W, or Mitch Hollow. I'm not sure. It's really interesting how these big companies are invading privacy like that. What do you think is the answer? To stopping it yeah like what do you think is going to help alleviate the problem or do we even have a problem do you think it's even a problem i do think it's a problem um i don't know how you can stop it at this point because techni- technology is advancing so rapidly and we're becoming so dependent upon technology and so comfortable with it i just don't know how we could stop that you know do you think it would require some legislative changes in terms of the legal regulations and responsibilities that companies have to the consumers when using their data that would i think that would be the only way that we could stop invasion of privacy like that but i still don't think those kind of laws will even be passed yeah I think Google is too big of a company for there to not be other parties that will act in favor of a big company like Google. Unfortunately, that's how it goes. Yeah, and all the big companies are in Google's corner because, like I said, Google is targeting, like through your mics, they're targeting what you say and providing those ads. Well, those companies that are selling those products, say they're selling those dog toys, are on Google's side because now they're being targeted towards an audience that wants to buy that. So so all those companies are in that corner. As a marketer, you're getting a lot more specific demographic for what you're trying to target with your advertising. So your ads are going to be more custom and more tailored to a very specific group. Right. That's, All your exposure is I guess towards people that will actually want to buy products. Hmm. It's an interesting discussion to have, and I'm sure we can probably start a whole new podcast for this. 
uh, if we wanted to, because it's such a large area of discussion. But we can all agree on the fact that privacy is important to maintain in not only video games, but in our lives as we use our smartphones or browse the web on or check our emails or even do things like order stuff through our Amazon Alexa. So I think it's always important to think about how our data is being used and to be more conscious of those things so we can all make more informed decisions. The next topic that I do want to talk about... I went off on a huge tangent right there. We did go on a pretty big tangent because this has nothing to do with Borderlands 3. I don't think... They haven't really invaded anyone's privacy yet, although these shift codes are tracking where you're getting them, right? Probably. It's giving them analytical data, which is pretty cool for them to check and determine where people are getting their golden keys from. But uh, let's talk about the next thing on the agenda for tonight and that is the borderlands 3 trailer called borderlands and chill and it was actually shared with me by yours truly and you shared a video with me by a really talented content creator dantix yt we're gonna include a link to the show notes for his channel so you can check him out he does really awesome video content for borderlands and he made a really cool video covering this new trailer and what are some of the things that we saw in that trailer yeah it wasn't a particularly long trailer but it did confirm that split screen is back which is great news on console i should right note right on console um what else did we see we also saw sirens without a shield oh yeah yes we did what do you think that means and why that's interesting okay so i think that it's important to note that they i think they were at like the character was level 20 so at that point she should have a shield and the person that the siren was playing with had a shield so it's not like they were in some developer build, build without shields. But but she could have either not had a shield because it might be a div- an early build of the game. That's entirely possible. But I don't think that's the case. I think that because the Siren also has multiple abilities, instead of having an extra shield... Maybe she just has more health, and in place of that, to balance her character more with having extra abilities and being able to use her abilities more frequently, she does not have an extra shield. Maybe somebody took that shield away from her. Maybe the Calypso twins had something to do with this. I think it may be something along the lines of on her skill tree. It's like if you select this skill... You'll get this perk, but you also not have a shield. I think it'll be something like that. 
you know, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. That's really interesting. I didn't think about that. That would make the most sense to me. But that would be a really nice balance. That would make a really awesome balance in the game. Yeah, and add new features. Yeah. And do you think this will only be available for the Siren, or do you think that's going to be universally available across all four different uh, player types? I don't know. Um, It'd be cool if it was universally available, but... That's what I think it'll be for the Siren. I, I just don't know about the other three characters. Very interesting. And also, we're going to get a new damage system according to this new trailer. So that's a pretty interesting change for the franchise. Certain enemies can be immune and resist to elemental damage. We also see <clears throat> Amara using Siren abilities. We also notice Stags following Flack and Zane using an unknown ability, which could be anything. We're not really sure what it is. <coughs> so, Caleb, what are your thoughts on this uh, trailer that was leaked? Um, I think it's cool. Again, it's not too long, but I'm... Um... I'm happy that split screen is still a thing. That'll, I'm sure I'll use it a lot. I've used it a lot in the past with Borderlands too. I'm a, again a big couch co-op guy, so I like it. I, I love the trailer. What about you? Um, I enjoyed it because we got to see new environments that I thought were kind of cool looking, especially where you saw that. Uh, scene with the uh, siren with without a shield i think that it was a really cool new area on the map and it's really interesting to see how they incorporate the new shooting mechanics into the new game and make it different and unique from its predecessor and also raids i'm so excited about the raids we have not seen or heard anything about raids in this upcoming game and i'm sure they're going to save all of that for either May or for E3 later this summer. I hope so. I hope we see it at the reveal at May 1st. Yeah, and speaking of the speaking uh, reveal of. on May 1st, what is this reveal that you speak of? It's the Borderlands 3 gameplay reveal, which is only in, what, like 15 days, two weeks? wow that's crazy that is pretty awesome and there have been a lot of content creators tweeting non-stop day and night about this new event that is being hosted by the good people at gearbox and 2k and they are going to host the world's first gameplay reveal for Borderlands 3. Okay, and actually, Borderlands 3 put up a webpage for this new event with a new description. And here is what they say. 
Tune in May 1st, Borderlands 3 Worldwide Gameplay Reveal. Following a 30-minute pre-show, the first Borderlands 3 gameplay will be streamed here at Borderlands.com and on Borderlands Twitch channel starting at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. BST, whatever that stands for. I'm not sure. I live on the East Coast. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it will take place on May 1st at uh, also at 1 a.m. GMT plus 8 or 3 a.m. AEST on May 2nd. So we're just going really global with this I've podcast. Of, well, I've heard of GMT. I still don't know where it is, though. I don't know either. But wherever you are, we hope you tune in to this awesome and exciting worldwide gameplay reveal. And you can also sign up on Borderlands.com for the newsletter at the bottom of the page that we will link to in our show notes at DestinyShow.com to receive a tune-in reminder if you want to be reminded about this. Um... Also, they do go on to state many interesting Borderlands 3 theories, some of them with decent accuracy ratings, have been floating following frame-by-frame dissections of gameplay trailers over the past couple of weeks. A number of you have even set about cracking some hidden codes, but you haven't found them all yet. Well, just we'll just drop in this image here as a hint maybe give it another look and it looks like the image of the cover art for borderlands 3 okay so they do have some more information to share despite some incredible internet sleuthing Sleuthing, that's an interesting word. Countless questions raised by you, the amazing Borderlands community, remains unanswered. When will we learn more about the four new Vault Hunters? Who exactly are the Calypso Twins? Who's the young girl bumping fists with Maya? And how the heck do guns grow legs? What the heck? Guns growing legs. That's interesting. I all my Tails characters. Yeah. Yeah, and they go on to state we're excited to answer at least some of these questions and lots more during the Borderlands 3 Worldwide Gameplay Reveal event on May 1st. The event will feature the first ever showing of Borderlands 3 gameplay, as well as commentary from the Gearbox development team on everything from the new Vault Hunters and their respective skills, interplanetary travel, and sweet, sweet loot. Shortly after the Gearbox presentation, you'll be able to watch literally hundreds of your favorite live streamers playing and sharing their impressions of Borderlands 3 for the first time. Whether you're a longtime Borderlands fan or a newcomer to the franchise, this first look at what's to come September 13th is a must-see. So, that's... That's a pretty bold statement that Gearbox made. I think that's it's a, really exciting. That's a lot. That's promising that they're willing to 
show off the game so early. Because if they're this far in the development, then the last few months, are, they're probably just polishing and correcting things, which is a really good sign for the launch. Yeah, and if you think about it, they even stated before the game was even out, and when Randy Pitchford was asked about, hey, when is Borderlands coming out with a new game? He almost always would state that, you know, we'll announce it when we're ready. And they really didn't want to announce anything prematurely because other games have made announcements when the games were not ready to be released. And they wanted to make sure that everything was right, that they had everything pretty much ready to go before they announced it. And I think that's the reason why it took this long for us to see the game. And that's why we see pre-orders already available for the game. Uh, I'm sure that if they haven't yet passed the proper certifications with Xbox and PlayStation, eventually they will. So that'll be interesting. What do you think we're going to get on May 1st? What do you think we're going to actually see? And how much of the gameplay are we going to get? I would assume it's going to be, you know, the game's first two, maybe three missions. I don't want to set the bar too high because I don't want to be disappointed. Um, But I... I wouldn't even want them to show more than that. Honestly, if it's story missions, I want to play the whole story myself. I don't want to see much of that. So I would assume it's two or three story missions. Yeah, I I think you're right. I think they're going to have a 30-minute uh, card trick. And then following that, we're going to get a video that's going to last <laughs> maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes tops. Maybe an hour. We'll see. I think it would be okay for them to show off an hour of the game that's maybe 50, 60 hours in length, and they might even show off aspects of the game like the environments where you don't really get any of the storyline spoiled for you. So that would make a lot of sense too. Or maybe have the developers talk about the game on stage and maybe show off like a presentation that would be kind of cool too although i think them playing the game and actually seeing the game rather than a slideshow would be a little bit more exciting for me personally so i would prefer that as a fan yeah now the thing about it actually i would prefer a couple non-story missions because i don't want to see the story at all if they can somehow work it to where they show off, you know, a couple non-story missions and then somehow skip the story. Because if you finish the first, like, couple quests non-story, then you'll have to do a story. If they can skip that somehow and then get to more non-quests, that would be, I think, good. I think that would keep fans interested without revealing plot okay. points. Um, I think you're right about all of this. I definitely agree with you regards to the storyline and um, them not really having everything revealed during this live stream or really anything for that matter. I'd rather play the game and discover these things on my own. I think that would create a more rewarding experience for us fans. Yeah. 
And we know quite a few people that got invited to this event on May 1st. And let's yeah, let me definitely. pull up thy social media and we'll find these people and we'll give some more mentions on the podcast. And if you follow any of these people, please tweet at them to be on our podcast because we'd like to get them on too. Yeah, so about that, we actually had an idea to have a month-long segment to celebrate the re the release of Borderlands 3 and the gameplay, the gameplay reveal. reveal. And to celebrate that, we want to cover it on the podcast for pretty much the entire month. And we want to invite the some of the content creators who will be attending this event to talk about their experience on our podcast. I think that would be a great way to share their experience with the Borderlands community and with our audience. And I think that would be a lot of fun to do. And we extend an invitation to any individual who was invited to this event. And uh, we hope that you are able to come on the show and talk about your experience on May 1st. So that would be really cool. So I guess we covered quite a few things on the podcast this week. And I'm pretty excited. It's really great to finally get excited about Borderlands after all these years. I mean, geez, it's been five years that the game's been in the development process. So we're finally excited that this year we're going to get our hands on Borderlands 3 on September 13th. And you can pre-order your copy pretty much everywhere video games are sold. You can purchase the game digitally, except Steam. No fun intended. Sorry, <laughs> Steam. Uh, but every platform besides Steam can get dibs on this game well that's not true gog still pre-order on steam right uh no just get it a lot later no well they're gonna have to wait six months if they do that but i don't think it's even available for pre-order on steam unfortunately oh we're sorry but you know epic games give them give them a chance maybe it's not so bad the developers are going to make a larger cut even though i don't agree with this exclusivity thing but hey we still love Borderlands, we still love the franchise, and we're going to continue to support them and continue to bring you the Borderlands Show podcast. So this brings us to that special time on the podcast where we can all tell everybody where people can learn more about us and we can say goodbye and go play some video games. So Caleb, where can we learn more about you? can find me on twitter at cwilmoth15 c-w-i-l-m-o-t-h-15 and you can find me on twitter at omg cornholio but you can follow me at omg cornholio you can also follow our podcast at borderlands 3 pod you can also find us 
on anchor.fm forward slash the borderlands show and you can find us on instagram at instagram.com forward slash the borderlands show we're going to be posting a lot more cool stuff on all of our social channels and if you like the podcast please leave a review whether you listen on apple spotify google podbean anchor wherever you listen please support the show Give us a like, give us a listen, and subscribe to our podcast. We greatly appreciate all of your support. And we are so excited to get the show on the road. We're going to be recording a lot more really cool content for you in the coming weeks and the coming months. So you can expect new episodes of The Borderlands Show on all of your favorite platforms from Apple, Spotify, Google, Podbean, Anchor, and we're going to be having new episodes on Tuesdays. Isn't that right, Caleb? Yeah, Tuesdays now. We had to switch from Mondays. Yeah, so we're going to be having our new episodes available on Tuesdays for you all. We're going to be tweeting out all of the new episodes, and I'm going to work on building that website so we can have a new home and a place to call our own. But in the meantime, you can find all of the latest episodes of the Borderlands Show podcast at www.destinyshow.com. Yes, you heard right. You are not drunk. You are correct. You can find us on our- drunk. I think you might be drunk. drunk. I mean, you've listened to this podcast for two hours, so you got to be a little drunk by now to still be listening. So we appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. And thank you very much to the entire Borderlands community for all of your awesome support. Holy crap, 300 listens. That is amazing. Keep up the support. We really appreciate you all. And again, we want to give a quick shout out to honorable mentions of the week. Captain Kobe, Noel from Gearbox, and Dantix on YouTube. Thank you so much for helping make our community better and for making our show better. And we hope to see you out there playing Borderlands 2. Have a good night, everyone. What's up, Vault Hunters? I am Cornholio, and I am the host of the Borderlands Show podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in for another episode of the podcast. Please give us a like and subscribe and give us a follow if you like what you hear. We greatly appreciate your support, and you can find us on all of your favorite platforms where you like to listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor, Podbean, and more. You can also find us on Twitter at Borderlands3POD. Thank you for tuning in for another episode, and we will see you next week.